Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nick Talks, the first episode in 2022. I try not to get too, like, into the whole new year, new me, because it's like, I mean, it's a nice idea, but I'm also like, bitch, you're the same bitch that you was, like, a few days ago. Like, come on. (laughs) But, like, any, and honestly, like, any time is a great time to have a new year and start over, so don't forget that. Um... Here's something that I think this is this is something that has kind of been circulating in my brain ever since I started like going to therapy a lot and like going to like seriously, seriously going to therapy like in the last five years or so. Um, And of course, if you saw the if you see the, the title of this, it's talking about like how I used to love like motivational speakers and I used to love like I don't know what what the fuck did I play motivational speakers oh and self-help books <clears throat> used to love those people would like like recommend them to me and I do have some recommendations which are literally the fucking few self-help books that I think are actually fucking helpful for reasons that I will explain but I was raised on like Tony Robbins and like shit like that and like all these motherfuckers that my dad would listen to <clears throat> and and really really raised in like hustle culture and then you know, there was like a lot of um especially like African American motivational speakers um who who really 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 like push hustle hustle culture um you know, which is a, which is definitely a big thing in the black community, which I have been saying for a while is kind of low key, toxic, and exhausting, and and destructive, um, because it pushes these like this idea that um, if we're not working and if we're not fucking for our work, then we're fucking useless. Uh, which I think comes from generational trauma of us only being defined by how much abuse we can take and how much work we can do on the plantation um and on the plantation and beyond but i'm going to talk specifically about like motivational speakers and self-help books and you know <clears throat> toxic positivity is a term that's been going around on social media for like maybe in the last year or so and um <clears throat> and Honestly, like a lot of those those motivational speakers and stuff and the things that they would say, uh, that made me grow up in a culture, especially when I was in the military, of if I am not like, if I'm not succeeding right now, then it's completely my fault. Like if I am not killing myself for this life that I want, if I am not killing myself for all these things that I want, I'm useless. Um... And the, and um, and also it was it was also the continuing promise that would that would be <laughs> that would be promised to people that listen to these speakers that like you know you had the your entire life your entire life is 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 in your control and if it's not going the way that you want it to then that's your fucking fault because you have complete control over your life and i used to think that when i was young i was like yeah i do and then shit happened to me and i realized that there's actually very fucking little that i can actually control 
about my life and honestly like recovering trying to recover and like throw away that way of thinking is definitely what has led to my depression and anxiety because there's always this thought in the back of my head that it's like why you know why aren't things working out the way that I wanted to like you know why am I not succeeding the way that I I thought I would I thought my life is completely in my control and they throw and they preach this shit and it's a fucking lie it is (laughs) it is such a lie it is and I'm not saying that like you can't work hard and and achieve you know achieve good things by the way I'm not a therapist I'm not a psychologist like these are just things that I feel like I've learned through life experience lately not that like you know you can't work hard and and get somewhere but there's this saying that I was always fed when I was younger and it's uh, success equal equals opportunity plus preparation which I say is still really really true but the thing that they don't tell you about that equation is that you can literally only control one variable of it your preparation you cannot you cannot, um, you can't control the opportunities besides like putting yourself in places or locations uh, where you could get opportunities. And then of course, and then also there's like a privilege aspect to that because if you don't have a lot of money, then you may not be able to travel to different places where you can get opportunities and stuff like that. And, and people still do, but they have to like work way harder than others. <clears throat> people ask me all the time, they're like, you know, how do I succeed on TikTok and everything? Because I've I've gained this following of like um, like a million and a half people all over the past two years, which is so great. And I could sit here and I could feed you like, uh, you know, I could feed you lies about how like, oh, it's so easy. You just have to try. It's so easy. But the truth is like a lot of my success has been dumb luck. A lot of it was dumb luck. Like a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot was like really hard work. But a whole bunch of it was dumb fucking luck because I was trying a whole bunch, (coughs) a whole bunch of different things on social media like years before, like just like on Instagram and and, and YouTube and all that. Like I was doing music. I'm a I'm a recording artist Um, and it, it really never crossed my mind that I could be a comedian. And I'd say, like, I only started being funny after I got PTSD. Something about trauma makes you funny. Um, (laughs) But. I never thought that I would blow up for comedy, you know, and so I, I just started trying things and I made a few, I made a few jokes and then I realized that, you know, my, my, my hair academia content was hitting and so I just kept doing that and I just kept following that formula, but that shit, like, one of my videos went viral overnight and like that, that itself was kind of dumb luck, not that I'm not talented or anything, it's just that I could have never known. I could, I could have never known that that was going to happen. And for that, because I've been doing music this entire time. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and a lot, a lot of success is just being in the right place at the right time. But the thing is, like, you don't know when the fuck that opportunity is going to come. You don't know. And you might be working, like, for a really, really fucking long time. Which is why I think it's important that whatever you're doing, you need to make sure that, like, you really, really do like doing it because... There is a possibility that, you know, success is not going to happen as quickly as you want it to. Like this rags to all these rags to riches stories. Um, You know, I said yesterday when I was live streaming on TikTok, 
you know, the privilege component, I look up a lot of my favorite actors and I go to the Wikipedia page and I go to early life and literally nine times out of 10, I'll pick a random actor and I'll go to their early life and I'll see that their parents were already involved in that industry. They already had, they already had a lay, a, a foot in the door, you know, and a lot of the, and a lot of the motivational speakers that feed people these fuck this fucking toxic positivity and make them be like, oh, it's your fault if things are not happening the way that you want it. A lot of them have had the same opportunities, as in their parents gave them loans, as in they got to live at home, as in <clears throat> there's a lot of things that. There's a lot of there's a lot of difficulties that they didn't really have to go through. So of course they had the leeway, the energy, the bandwidth to make all these great things happen, you know? Of course they did. Of course. And also you can't you you can't control what other people do to you in life. Like I have spent a lot of my 20s feeling like, you know, I'm a failure because like like I said, I'm about to turn 30 this year and I'm like, there's so many things that I wanted to do by the time I was 30 and I haven't done them. And, you know, I think the moment that I, I realized that not everything is under my control is when I went through my sexual harassment case in the Air Force. And um, and I just completely, when I, I got PTSD and that's such a different switch from being like able-bodied to being disabled um, from a mental health disorder. Everything changed. And I was asking myself, like, what could I have done to change this? Like, what could I have done to reverse this and make sure that this person didn't do this to me? And it's taken a lot of therapy for me to realize that there's nothing that I could have done to stop that. And there's there's nothing that I could have done. And truth be told, <clears throat> not playing the victim, the reason why I didn't have the the career that I wanted in the Air Force is because of that person, is because that person did shit to me. Now, I could have gone, I, kept, I could have kept going in the Air Force. I could have fucking done that. But I chose my health because I realized that my health is more important than anything, more important than any perceived success. Hold on. <laughs> Ah, that's what happens. That's what happens when your dog is in here and want to go. Out. He wants to get out. <clears throat> so yeah, I was like, and, and and I think that's that's around the time where I realized I was like, man, like success and sometimes failure is so random, and you can't control everything. You really can't control everything about your life. All you can control is what you do. And by the way, what you fucking do, um, in my opinion, uh, should never come before your fucking health. Um, I completely, I completely reject this hustle, this hustle culture mentality that a lot of these motivational speakers, um, preach, um, because I'm like, uh, there is absolutely nothing that should come in the way of me having physical health, mental health, having a good quality of life, which kind of brings me to self-help books that a lot of these people um, 
a lot of these people write. <clears throat> and why I have a problem with some of these, and I'm going to give you the, the, the few books that I actually like that, I've, that have actually been helpful for me, <clears throat> is that it, it, um, it kind of, they, they claim to give you all these, these keys to success. And they tell their story, right? Um, they tell their story and what happened to them, whether it's a rags to riches story or <laughs> whether they got help from their fucking parents or whatever. They tell their story or they give you these these fucking steps. Um, and um, and a lot of them are like, you can be the C you can be a CEO, you can be a millionaire, you this, you that. And I, that's completely is completely disregarding the fact that <coughs> not everyone can be a CEO and not everybody should, honestly. Um, and that success looks completely different to everybody. And whatever that definition of success is for those people, that's completely okay. Maybe you want to be, maybe you want to be the CEO of your own company. Fucking cool. Or maybe, maybe you want to have a fucking just chill, mediocre life where you can go out to dinner with your friends sometimes. That's okay too. But there are so many, there are so many definitions of success. And like I, like I said in my TikTok when I was making fun of like motivational speakers is that <clears throat> uh, success is completely random for the most part. Um, everybody's life and path and the way that they came to success is completely different from any other given person. And to me, it's ethically wrong to try and preach that there is a one size fit all for everybody because there isn't. And I hate that they do that. But the thing is that like telling you that won't won't sell books. Right? Like they won't sell books. <clears throat> I've had friends that like buy so many all of these self-help books and everything and like, oh yeah, the financial ones, oh those are fucking great. And um honestly, some of these people are 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 the the ones that are literally in shambles. And and I notice that are just not at peace and they've bought into that hustle culture and like I have to do this I have to save a million dollars by the time I'm 40 or 50 I have to have this white picket life I have to I have to buy this many homes and, and everything and they are just like miserable it, they're miserable <laughs> and and I look and I, I've, I, I looked at I look at this and as somebody who is naturally a hustler and will naturally do the most and do way more than I have to and way more than I should, after the things that have happened to me, I, <laughs> I've learned honestly to, to let go of this idea that I can control everything about my success and my life course because the reality is like, we are literally all just atoms bouncing off of each other, except we're atoms with brains, and we do the best that we fucking can. And maybe, <clears throat> and sometimes things won't work out exactly the way we want them to. Sometimes we're going to have to quit, and that's okay. Oh, my God, I love when motivational speakers say, like, failure is not an option. You know, you should never quit. And I'm like, literally quitting has sometimes been the best thing I've ever done. <clears throat> the best. Um... <laughs> They're actually quitting has been some of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life. <clears throat> I quit 
I quit being a, um, an engineer major because I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do theater at the Air Force Academy and be a mechanical engineer. Like, maybe other people could, but I'm like, for me, I'm, I mean, it's just not there because I wanted to throw myself entirely into theater. So I'm like, I got to quit this. Um, because I want to graduate and I want to do something that I love. So I switched to political science, a major that I could do basically half asleep. And I did. <laughs> and I did. I quit the fucking Air Force. It was destroying me. I was miserable. I was miserable. I was crying every day, screaming, waking up, terrified. And um, <clears throat> after going through all this stuff, after going through all this trauma, you know, you know, the sexual harassment itself, but also like other racial trauma that I realized after the fact I went through, um, you know, uh, when I was when I was a cadet, I quit the Air Force. Best thing ever. Even though people are like, why? You don't want to stay until retirement? You don't want to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, <clears throat> no, because my mental health and my physical health has been threatened so much. It's disintegrating and I want to live along. And, 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 and comfortable and fun life. I do. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a comfortable, joyful, healthy life and not wake up at four o'clock every fucking morning. That's okay. If that's you and if you can do that comfortably and healthily, by all means, boo, go off. But it is completely okay to not want to do that. Shit, the two, uh, the two jobs that I basically quit because they're also for my fucking health. Some of, the best, some of the best decisions that I ever made because they were destroying me. And I stayed with so many toxic things, as many of us do, stayed with so many toxic things because it's been drilled into us by this, this motivation culture, this toxic positivity culture, you know, from these people that have no psychology degrees, no psychology degrees at all, um, but, but can capitalize off of telling people that if they didn't do life, if they don't do life the way that they did, then they're wrong and they're lazy. And it's all their fault that their life isn't the way they want it to be. Sometimes your life just doesn't turn out the way you want it to be. I wanted to be a very successful Air Force officer. That was cut short. It was cut short by a very traumatic incident. And after that, there was just that that just no that was just no longer a goal for me. And it's not something that I regret quitting at all. I'm a better, healthier, and more successful person, and I can do even more for people than I ever could as an active duty officer, all because I quit. All because I quit. And as I said in the TikTok that I did about motivational speakers, I say that instead of going to these seminars and, and paying for, you know, these, I don't know, listening to these people, um, if you can, go to therapy. Go to therapy. And now I know that therapy is not accessible to everyone, which is a big fucking problem in our society. And we need to talk about that for sure. But that's definitely a podcast episode for another day. But if you are able, even if you can just get one, just afford one, because if you have, if you have the money to go to like a self-help seminar, you probably can afford to go to 
one or two sessions of therapy. I say go to therapy. Why? Because everybody has different roadblocks, different personalities, different temperaments, different different um, different versions of success, um, and like different traumas and rea- trauma reactions that we all need to <clears throat> need to heal from. And the only person that can identify what that is for you and really like help you on your way to, you know, achieving what success looks like for you is a fucking licensed therapist. (laughs) From my personal experience, from my personal experience, therapy is so, therapy is like the way. It's the fucking way. Because like I said, Preaching a one-size-fit-all for everybody is not, it's, I, from, I think it's not ethical. It's not honest. It, it's just not. And framing it that way is just not. I am personally, actually, I'm writing a book that I hope to publish before my 30th birthday, for my 30th birthday and it's just like 30 chapters of shit they didn't tell us like shit our parents didn't tell us and lessons that I learned the hard way basically um kind of a self-help book but honestly it's more just like this is shit that Nikki has learned that Nikki said and hopefully it helps you basically just like this podcast you know not claiming to be an expert on anything it's just your home girl. I'm just your home girl talking to you and trying to talk real to you. Like that's all that shit is. But I will I uh some of the oh my god, some of the most like not put together people honestly are are the ones that have signed up to be life coaches, counselors, these people people that I'm like, "Bitch, you have no <laughs> You have no business. You have no business telling people what to do with their life. None. None. And I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your life. I'm saying that, like, I think that this stuff is leading us down a very, very toxic path. And that um, instead, um, maybe you should seek therapy. (laughs) Honestly. Um, because, um, because like I said, we, we, we all have, we all have different trials and tribulations and, and, um, and we all need to pimp in different ways. Like some, like, like some people are, some people, some people like really fucking lazy and maybe what they need to do is hustle more. But maybe like, if you're like me, you hustle too much and you need to learn how to do nothing. And both of those can be equally as hard <laughs> for different people. But you'll never really know until you talk to a licensed therapist. Instead of these fucking, these fucking motivation, like these fucking motivational speakers that have literally no expertise and try to make you feel like if you don't do life the way that they did, then you're a fucking failure. You're not. You're not. As your homegirl, I'm here to fucking tell you. I'm here to fucking tell you that... If your version of success doesn't look like mine or doesn't look like Gary, what's his fucking name <laughs> on TikTok, 
it doesn't look like Steve Jobs and it doesn't look like Beyonce, that's okay. Like if you don't want to like have a lot of money and own all these homes and shit, that's completely okay. If you want just a chill, mediocre life, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you at all. Because whatever your version of success is, you're right. You're right. You know, as long as you're like not being a dick to people and you're taking care of your responsibilities, especially if you're a parent, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Please don't let anybody shame you into thinking that. I highly suggest that you try to get to therapy instead and just break away from this toxic positivity culture that we've been fed since we were young from all these fucking motivational posters and shit like that. Just your homegirl. I'm just your homegirl telling you, don't, don't feel bad about that. And that there, there, there are no rules to how you get to where you want to be. All you can do is keep on doing you. All you can do is keep on doing the things that you like. All you can do is keep on doing the things that you love. All you can do is have goals, manifest them for sure. I have manifested some crazy shit over the last few years. <coughs> Um, but you can't control, you can't control everything in your life. You can't control other people and you can't control when that opportunity comes to give you success. It really, it only takes one interaction, but you don't know when that's going to happen. And it's okay that you don't know when it's going to happen. It's, it's frustrating (laughs) for sure. Definitely frustrating, but that's life. It's life. And I highly encourage you. As somebody that hustles way too much naturally to make sure that while you're trying to reach these goals and manifest this shit that you're also enjoying life. Um, Because spoiler alert, we're all going to die and we don't know for sure if there's an afterlife or we get to do this over again. For all we know, this is our one chance. And I don't know about you, but I personally hate to look back on my life and realize that I hustled and worked, got up at four o'clock in the morning for no other reason except that somebody with a lot of money, usually white, told me to, told me to because that's what I needed to do to be a human worth, you know, worth having good things. I would hate to look back and realize that my life was all hustle and no enjoyment and no pleasure and no connecting or anything like that. Trust me. I'm going to start answering some questions, so drop them in the chat. Um, That'll be the last part of the the episode, but I'll close with a few things. You know, um, my father is one that fed into this this hustle and and, um, and motivation culture, and it destroyed destroyed our family. It destroyed me. It it destroyed his children. It made him lose sight of what's important. He has no friends because he got into his mind because of this hustle culture that he doesn't need friends. And if they're not hustling the same way that he does, then they're not worth it. And like he doesn't need friends. And I dare say he's probably miserable. I don't know because he disowned me. (laughs) But I look at but I look at the fruits of his fucking labor and I look at, you know, the, the results of following that that hustle culture, that motivational culture, and the self help shit, 
And the results have not been good. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to live like that. I don't want that to be my legacy. I, I don't. I don't want to end up like that. And I really hope that you guys don't want to end up like that too. And yeah, exactly. Enjoy this damn ride. Enjoy this damn ride and please don't forget. Don't forget that life is about more than that. Okay, we're going to go to the chat. Hi, Ren, one of my patrons. Hey, girl, you're so loyal. Um, <laughs> do you feel like as a society or generation, we are starting to reject the hustle culture? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Like the um, more people are quitting their jobs more than ever, um, especially in the last few years of, of, of quarantine, of COVID. One of, the, one of the things, one of the good things that have come out of this or some of the good things are that like companies have started to, you know, let workers work from home remotely, mostly because they had to, because you can't come into the office uh, and, and risk getting COVID. Um, and um, and I, I think that um, a lot of essential workers that have been told all their life that the job that they do is trash and that they're trash for having that job and they've just been told to get a better job, you know. Um, <clears throat> I think they're starting to realize, you know, their worth, I think. And they're starting to realize that I, we can't do this anymore. I, 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 can't, I can't do this anymore, especially after, you know, having, being able to have time at home and everything and realizing, like, how much better life can be without sacrificing productivity. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> people are quitting their jobs more than ever, these low-earning jobs. And... And going to other places that, that offer better salary, better benefits, better everything. <clears throat> you know? Or a place where they can or, or a place where they can do work they don't that they don't fucking hate. Or at least if it's hard, they're getting paid enough. So yeah, I think we are starting to reject the hustle culture. I think it's still um I think <clears throat> I think it's still a little prevalent. On TikTok, I do see a lot of those those some a lot of those people circulating around. But I think, but I think for the most part, like people are starting to get wise because I will see comments under those videos and I'll be like, "Uh, you started out with a loan of like two million dollars from your father. You did not start from the bottom, motherfucker. You started near the top middle. Don't feed us that." I think people are starting to realize the truth of the privilege that comes with success and the fact that a lot not all but a lot a lot of these people didn't really have to hustle as hard as you would have to hustle to get to where they are and also with mental health awareness and stuff being a big thing um and we're we're starting to focus more on mental health we're starting to focus more and identify not only our traumas from our childhood and the toxic ways that our, our parents taught us and treated us, but also like the toxic ways that our bosses and our employers treat us and, and really analyzing and seeing like how much, <clears throat> how much our hustle or our job or whatever is causing us anxiety, depression, making suicide rates go up because people don't feel like they're doing enough. Um, I think we're identifying that 
as we move forward with more of this mental health awareness and we're we're starting to to get to this point where we're like um actually money and working and hustling is not the most important because if i'm not right up here then i'm no good to myself i'm not good to anybody and um and maybe it's not such a crazy idea that i want to enjoy my life no matter what the fucking boomers say <laughs> no matter what the fucking boomers say who lived in a completely different time and they were a completely generate completely different generation completely different time where the hustle was probably necessary talking about like you no know, world war one world war two you know back then completely different time and they expect us to 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 suffer for the for the sake of suffering to prove that we're strong and we're just like no <laughs> we're just like no for what for what you know <clears throat> Um, all right, next. How would you recommend navigating with those around you, specifically family who don't agree with and make you feel bad about the definition of success you're happy with? Fuck them. <laughs> fuck, fuck them. Honestly. And it may be because, like, like I said, we were all brought up in this culture and I know a lot of people only see success as looking like white picket fence success, very white, like a very white centric um, uh, picture that I think has been painted by whiteness of like <clears throat> of like a white picket fence and owning a house, but not just that house, also a vacation house and a timeshare, two cars, you know, and this much money in the bank and all this stuff. Um, like that is that if that makes you happy, then cool. But, but somebody else may be happy in a, in a small New York apartment, you know, writing songs or, or, or like whatever. Fuck them. Specifically family and make you feel bad about the definition of success you are happy with. Fuck them. Fuck them. And maybe they, they think that they're trying to do you a favor and like, you know, and help you out. And like definitely be open to, to criticism. Definitely be open to like, you know, constructive criticism. Because I do know people that are just on the struggle bus. Um, but they also complain a lot. And it's just, and, and, and it's just like, you're, you know, you're not really doing anything to help you. You're in like, you're kind of on a self-destructive path it's not like it's, it's different than like you have a non-traditional view of success it's more like you are you don't ha you you're, you're kind of hurting yourself like there's a difference i think definitely open to constructive criticism but if but if your fundamental definition of success is different from what they want then fuck them and like even your parents because i feel like you know as parents to to do their best to raise us and, and, and guide us along in life to try and become the best people that we could be, whatever we were, like whatever our potential was. And I think somewhere along the way, a lot of our parents, probably out of fear, um, <clears throat> but some of them out of wanting to vicariously live through us, um, got very, very possessive and controlling. And they... <coughs> They created an image of success that they wanted for us. And they project that frustration onto us 
when we don't follow the plan that they had for us, even though they forgot that we are a whole other different being who should have the right eventually to choose what they want to do with their life. And and we had no idea and we had no say, we had no input in this 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 this, this the definition of this life that that they wanted us to have. You know? You know, and the funny thing is, like, more likely than not, like, a lot of time, like, we're just going to do, we're going to do what we want to do anyway. And it's like, you can either be supportive of that, or you can be not supportive and toxic and just be this awful, stressful presence in your kid's life. Dope. You know, and I'm not a parent, like, I'm not a parent and I'm not a parent yet. Um, and if there's parents in the chat, by all means, tr- drop some of your opinions if you want. But like, <clears throat> that's definitely something that I resent my parents a lot for is like projecting this idea of success onto me that I don't think I ever actually really wanted. Like I joined the Air Force. I thought I joined, <coughs> I thought I joined the Air Force because I wanted to. But after therapy and like really, really being completely honest with myself, I... I think that I joined because my dad wanted me to join. I joined because he expected me to join. I joined because he put this pressure of like Harry Young, the family tradition of going to the Air Force, which he didn't fucking do. His grandfather did. So he's definitely trying to live vicariously through me. And I just had this expectation of like, I'm going to go, I'm going to become a fighter pilot. And that's the dream. Even though all I really wanted to do, I think, is move to New York and, and become an actor. Like... Now, God bless the broken road that led that led me here, because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that I would have never met, and a lot of experiences that I would have never had if I didn't join the Air Force. Which honestly, I think that's God's way of that was just God's way of t- telling me like no matter how far you go, you are meant to be a performer, and just just saying. But when I look back, I'm just like that was not my version of success. It was His. That was his version of success. And I failed at it. Of course I did. Because it's his, not mine. And I, and after having quit or been fired from a job or two, having quit the Air Force, I feel more successful now than I ever fucking have been. More successful than I ever have been. So <clears throat> what else we got? <laughs> my 10 year old already knows that happiness equals success because I drilled it into her that life is nothing without her loving what she does and who she spends her time with absolutely true let me know if you guys have any other questions before we close out this episode this is really fun I'm so glad I'm doing this with you guys so glad <clears throat> the only thing I want my kids to do is go to an H- HBCU other than that they have free range I would argue that they have free range regardless. <laughs> I, what, maybe they don't want to go, homie. Like, maybe they don't. And, like, I feel like, especially, like, and I'll tell you this. I don't know if your kids are, are, are black women, but um, I'll tell you what. As black women, we can struggle just as much in a mostly black um, environment 
or similarly we can in in different ways actually we can struggle in in a hbcu or a very black space just like we can struggle in um in mostly white spaces and i was in a mostly white space in college and that shit sucked okay it really did suck um but they're also very toxic like there's also other toxic tendencies within our own community that i think we're not very like upfront about but misogynoir is a big fucking problem and black women we are obviously like the <clears throat> we're the ones that suffer we're the ones that suffer the most from it and the darker you are the worse it is for you just in general just like you know just just in life you know what i mean um but like all going to a white space but also into a very black space as in my opinion as a black woman can be a struggle just in different ways so <laughs> and unfortunately as black people as black women a lot of the time life is literally about picking your struggle <laughs> which struggle do you want to deal with do you want to deal with white supremacy and and whiteness and all of this or do you want to deal with misogynoir up to you <laughs> sucks but i know that's like a whole different podcast episode too how do you deal with feelings of guilt that come up when rejecting hustle culture <clears throat> they do come up um i had to i had to i had to go over this with not only my therapist, but my husband, too, because the last job I left, <coughs> the la I tell you what, the last job I left, um, I left because um, I, I went into the hospital for stress, which hadn't happened to me since I was in the Air Force. I was very thin. Um, <laughs> my body was on. That's because I wasn't eating, bro. Like, I was not eating. I spent every waking moment at this job in my in my living room remotely like working on my laptop. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat. I would just drink some tea, coffee. I wouldn't eat. I barely eat dinner. I just wouldn't eat. And I just started falling apart. I started falling apart and I ended up in the hospital. And I told them I was like if you're not going to make things if you're not going to work working make working conditions better like you've been promising for all of these workers then fire me and then they did which they're bad because then that was a statement that they did not plan on making things better and um and that's a <clears throat> and that is something that all of the employees saw and actually about half of their employees ended up quitting after they let me go so <laughs> um <laughs> but i did feel really I did feel really bad for a long time and every once in a while I still do about being able to wake up um, basically whenever I want, do my content and and then and ch and 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 all of these things that I mostly like all these things that I have to do to now maintain maintain my health because I have PTSD. Um and I do feel guilty about that. It's very, very hard to stop, just come to a screeching halt when you have been hustling your entire life. And after I went to therapy, I realized that I hadn't really stopped working since I was 14 or 15. So that's almost, 
what, 20 something? I don't know. Like, it's like 15, almost 15 years of, of just pedal to the metal, full throttle, not stopping. Mostly to avoid thinking about things that were going on and happened to me and, and all this shit. But I just hadn't stopped. And it's very awkward to come to a screeching halt and feel good about it. Because all of a sudden I went from, you know, working a full-time, you know, job and working with Silicon Valley motherfuckers and stuff to basically being a housewife outside of being a content creator. But, like, basically housewife. And... um, (coughs) And when the guilt comes up about rejecting hustle culture, <sighs> I have to remind myself, um, first of all, that I have to take care of myself because I only have one body. Um, and, um, and I've learned throughout my life that sometimes, like, honestly, like, I've suffered mental and physical abuse in my life and sexual uh, physical abuse and I can tell you that the mental component is by far for me the worst that's what gave me my PTSD and I remember my and I and when I feel that guilt I remember that I had been hustling since I was 15 years old. I didn't stop, and I hustled my way into being disabled at the age of 29. PTSD, generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, panic disorder, like a million pills that I have to take every day to make sure that my brain chemistry is not fucking berserk. I remind myself that I hustled myself into being disabled and that I almost hustled myself into an early grave. And um, you can't enjoy the money that you make if you're dead. You just can't. And again, I think about at the end of my life, what what do I want to look back and what do I want to look back and see? Like, what do I want to have experienced? You know, honestly, I look at some of these people and I'm like, "Jokes on you! You're stressing out for nothing. Jokes on you! You're you're very most likely following a lie." A lot of people are hustling on this idea that if they put in enough stress and hours and stuff that they can will things to just go their way. And the truth is there's no there's almost no amount of there's no amount of work, no amount of work that you can do to make the universe bend to your will. There's none. I learned that the hard way. I'd highly suggest despite the guilt because it doesn't go away, right? Like, I still have guilt from rejecting hustle culture. Um, if <laughs> Maybe, like, not, not working yourself into an early grave 
and into uh, a mental disorder hopefully is good enough incentive for you because I can tell you right now that it sucks. I can tell you right now that it really, really sucks. And uh, you, like I say, you can't enjoy your money and success if you're dead. <laughs> you, you just can't. So, and again, like you know, maybe maybe hustling works for for other people or whatever. Um, I didn't, like I said, I did it for fifteen years and did any didn't, and did things work out the way that I wanted them to? No. Absolutely not. I put my all into everything. I proved that I was the hardest worker. I still am the hardest worker in every fucking room. Um, I will outperform anybody. Like, I will give my all. I'll give 110%, which is impossible because you can only give 100%, which is also impossible because you have to use some percentage of your energy to eat and sleep. But I suppose if you neglect eating and sleeping, then maybe you can give 100%, which is not good. Um... (laughs) Um, you know, I did all of that. I did all of the things that they tell us to do and nothing turned out the way I wanted it, wanted it to. Nothing turned out the way I expected it to. Things are starting to work out. And even when you're succeeding, shit sucks. You just open up different different kinds of suck like shit's always gonna suck that's the thing man like shit's always gonna suck no one told us that shit that shit's always gonna suck that happiness is a state of mind it's not a destination um and that shit is always gonna suck and if you're ever going if you're gonna wait for things to be perfect and not suck to be happy then you're never gonna be happy never Never going to be happy. And and above all, the guilt that comes up with rejecting hustle culture, ask yourself, what good is a life that isn't happy? You don't get another chance. You don't get another chance to try again when you die. This is it. As far as we know for sure. This is it. What the fuck is the point of having a life that's not happy? What's the point of having a life that's not what you want it to be? Or at least a life where you're not going after the things that you want. And you're not having meaningful relationships with people. What the fuck is the point? Hustling for what? That's what I ask myself when the guilt comes up. Hustle for what? And very often, I can't really answer that question. Hustle for what? And this is big with black Americans, honestly. It's like, hustle for what? To prove how strong I am? To prove how much abuse I can take? To prove how, like, how tough I am? For what? There's no trophy. There, <laughs> there's no trophy. There's no cash prize for proving how strong I am. Unless I am entering a weightlifting contest, there is no fucking reward for proving how fucking strong I am. So hustle for what? For fucking what? Especially if deep down, especially if deep down you really don't fucking want to. Especially if deep down you're hustling for something that you don't even want. 
fuck that mess. Fuck that mess. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so yeah. <laughs> oh, just wanted to let you know that you've inspired me in several ways. Thank you for being so open and honest and just being you. Look, like I said, I'm just your homegirl and I'm telling you what the things that I've learned. And I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker in the traditional way that motivational speakers are because I just, I don't, I don't vibe with it and I don't agree with it. And I think it's toxic and I think it's dishonest. Um, last questions and then we're going to close it up. Um, but while I'm waiting for the last questions to come into the chat, let me share with you the books that I actually do like. The books that have actually gotten me through the times when I did not have therapy. <laughs> um, the first one is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Beautiful book. Um, and it's a, it's a very um, magical realism, um, Arabian Nights kind of, um, kind of, kind of book. And, um, and it is very, very, very fantastic because it talks about, because it covers kind of like, it talks about manifesting. It's a story and it talks about manifesting. It talks about like finding your, finding your gift, like finding, you know, the vision, whatever it is that you have for your life. But it also talks about balance, um, which, which again, doesn't sell a lot of books, but this one did. This this book ends up on a lot of presidents' um, like recommended books, like presidential book lists, um, and for good reason. Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, the other two, and one of them I haven't finished yet, so I guess I'll only talk about the first one. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Um, another fucking favorite. It's very brutal. It's very fucking honest. It's very blunt. Um, <laughs> it's very much my style, which I think is why I like it. But, um, but, but the general, like, the general thing about the book is like, you own, like, I guess one big main overarching theme of the book is that you only have a certain amount of fucks to give. And they actually go down as you get older and you have to choose what to allot your fucks for. You have to choose and decide What's important enough for you to spend your fucks on? You know? And a lot of other hard truths, like uh, the world doesn't revolve around you, and, um, <laughs> and you can't control everything, and, um, and you can do your actual, absolute very best and still fucking fail. And, like, or if you, do, if, you, if you do things and succeed, but for the wrong reasons, it's really not that great for you. It's, it's great. Uh, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And I'm currently reading his book, Everything is Fucked, <laughs> uh, which is along, um, something along that lines. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but when I'm, when I'm done with it, I will let you know. So, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho and The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And, um, and if you want to dive into it <clears throat> while I'm diving in, the um everything is fucked and um and yeah ooh, i'm i'm running out of time on anchor oh my god uh <laughs> and i'm working on my book that i think is going to be titled they didn't tell us this shit which is just like 30 lessons over 30 years that i've learned that 
I wish our parents had taught us. Um, and so especially if you are younger than me, um, hopefully these are little tips and tricks that maybe if you maybe if you're able to internalize them, hopefully maybe you can avoid some of the bullshit that I went through in my teens and 20s. I hope so. But um, but I think they're things that need to be shared because I don't like how I was left out. In the, <laughs> I was left out in the cold by the adults in my life and I don't like that. But but anyway, um, so that's it, uh, guys. Down because I am reaching my hour limit. I've never done one this long. It's pretty cool. Um, but I'm going to do this every Friday and we're going to have some special guests on uh, this uh, throughout this year that I'm very excited about. Um and uh, you can check my Instagram for, for updates on that. But I'm really, really excited. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Um, I usually just do Nick Talks very passively, you know, whenever. I do it at the park when I'm walking my dog. Um, but I'm, I'm, uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Uh, those of you watching on Twitch, um, I really loved interacting with the questions and everything. This has been absolutely great. Um, and, um, I don't really know how Twitch works as far as like subscri subscriptions and stuff, but, um, whatever way there is to, um, to drop me money, <laughs> do that. Um, and speaking of which, if you want to support me, um, go to my Patreon, uh, just go to patreon.com and type in Nikki Marina. There's different levels of, uh, different tiers of, um, of giving one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar, and fifty dollar, and there's different rewards associated uh, with all of them. And as far as I know, um, the patrons have a really fucking good time. Um, you can also join OnlyFans, uh, which on OnlyFans I do uh, my video diaries that I do. I try to do every week, um, and I also do my monthly cosplays. Um, and um, Please don't ask me why I have an OnlyFans because that's literally the reason I have an OnlyFans. Not everybody gets an OnlyFans to do sex work. No hate to those who do sex work, but it's not just for sex work. <laughs> I'm so tired of people asking me that shit. But by all means, do that. Make sure you follow me on all my social media at Nikki Marina, even though I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of you already do. So... Thank you so much for coming to this first stream of Nick Talks. And I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, guys. I love you. Bye.